0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, February 4th. Brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. Good morning, I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Tighter disclosure rules advance. Shipping reform progress on twin fronts. House OKs tighter foreign disclosure requirements. The House is wrapping up debate on sweeping Democratic bill aimed at increasing U.S. competitiveness with China and other developing countries. The legislation will include a pair of amendments aimed at tightening reporting requirements on foreign ag investment. One amendment sponsored by Representative Ronnie Jackson of Texas would require disclosure of Chinese ag investments. A second amendment sponsored by Mark Poken of Wisconsin would tighten requirements for reporting federal land purchases to USDA. Experts say that foreign land ownership is currently underreported to the department. Both provisions were adopted by the full house yesterday. Foreign ag investment, quote, isn't an issue we can afford to ignore as it poses a very serious national security threat, Jackson said. Now, keep in mind, Republicans argue that the bill, the American Competes Act, doesn't go far enough to curb Chinese practices. It really is not putting the teeth in place to deal with China the way it needs to be dealt with, said Representative Doug LaMalfa of California on AgriPulse Washington Week in Review. Senators introduced shipping reform bill. Senators Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota and John Thune of South Dakota introduced their long-awaited version of the Ocean Shipping Reform Act yesterday, spurring applause by the U.S. ag sector. Bottlenecks, high detention and demerge fees, and ocean carrier refusals to transport U.S. ag exports continued to dog the beef, pork, wine, tree nut, and dairy sectors. The House passed its version of the OSR bill in December. Yesterday, the sponsors got the measures approved as an amendment to the American Competes Act, providing another route to potentially enacting the port reforms. The House version is generally considered the stronger of the two because it directly prohibits ocean carriers from refusing to load U.S. ag exports. The problem at our ports include delays of shipments of American-made goods to overseas trading partners due to unreasonable practices of foreign-owned ocean carriers, according to Julie Potts, president and CEO of the North American Meat Institute. These delays are a huge cost to meat and poultry companies as their perishable products await transportation. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak. Funded entirely by dairy farmers, DMI has distinguished itself as a strategic consultant and valuable resource to businesses and organizations in the food and beverage sector that seek to increase sales and raise their image through the innovative use of dairy and dairy ingredients. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Schools get continued break on milk requirement. U.S. Department of Agriculture will continue to allow schools to offer flavored 1% low-fat or non-fat milk for the 22-23 and 23-24 school years as part of a transitional rule to help school systems facing supply chain challenges during the COVID pandemic. In the rule being issued today, the department's Food and Nutrition Service also says schools will have to ensure that 80% of the grain served each week in school lunch and breakfast will be whole grain rich. Finally, the weekly sodium limit for school breakfast and lunch will stay the same for 22-23, but will be reduced by 10% in 23-24. Stacey Dean, Deputy Undersecretary for Food, Nutrition, and Consumer Services, says USDA will work with interested groups to establish long-term standards starting in school year 24-25. These transitional standards are broadly consistent with what most schools were already successfully implementing prior to the pandemic, Dean said. Lawmakers told better livestock emission measurements needed. The dairy and beef industries need more accurate data on their existing greenhouse gas emissions in order to measure progress in meeting climate goals. Witnesses at a House Agriculture Committee hearing said yesterday, establishing appropriate baselines for greenhouse gas emissions in the way that Cattle are raised today is what is most needed now, said Kim Stackhouse Lawson, director of AgNext and animal ag sciences professor at Colorado State University. The chairman of the Livestock and Foreign Agriculture Subcommittee, California Democrat Jim Costa, agreed. It is critical that we come up with more measurable ways to assess progress on the farm because I think we are making progress, he said, especially as the committee works on provisions for the next farm bill. The hearing was notable for the broad agreement among witnesses and committee members on the notion that producers should be commended for their efforts not targeted by naysayers, as Representative Dusty Johnson of South Dakota said. In addition to Stackhouse Lawson, witnesses included producers speaking on behalf of the National Milk Producers Federation, National Cattlemen's Beef Association, National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition, and McDonald's. Now keep in mind... The administration's Climate Smart Ag Initiative will have a heavy emphasis on measuring the impact of climate-related farming practices. The goal is to help producers sell commodities as climate smart or to participate in carbon markets. The initiative will be funded with $1 billion from the USDA's Commodity Credit Corporation account. USDA GAO Findings Underline Need for Equity The Biden administration is using an analysis of the Trump-era trade assistant payments to make its case for ensuring that USDA provides more aid to minority producers. A report by the Government Accountability Office finds that 3.6% of the market facilitation program payments went to farmers who are classified as historically underserved. Those include minority producers, women, veterans who are new to agriculture and other beginning farmers. This is a prime example of why, at Secretary Tom Vilsack's direction, we began reevaluating USDA's decades-old programs and processes from top to bottom and to more equitably serve all of America's producers on day one, says USDA spokesperson Kate Waters. Keep in mind. The distribution of commodity-based subsidies tends to align with production volumes, and minority farmers generally represent a small share of ag production. Hispanic farmers account for under 6% of U.S. commodity sales. Black farmers' share is less than 1%. Here's today's He Said It. U.S. pork producers are facing many bottlenecks at U.S. ports, jeopardizing market access around the world. Exports are vital for our producers, adding $58 to every U.S. hog marketed in 2020. That Glenn Mueller, Executive Director of South Dakota Pork Producers, reacting to the unveiling of the Senate version of the Ocean Shipping Reform Act. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, February 4th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated.